0: We believe you have a story to share. For 2,000 years, humankind has believed in the power of story. In healthcare, we're finding ways to better heal those who are in front of us. Join us as we explore Healing Stories now. I want to welcome everyone to another edition of Healing Stories, Everyday Miracles in Everyday Life. And today is a wonderful day because we have Dr. Benu Matthew with us. Uh, a, a real light, an internal medicine doctor, uh, a medical intelligence and analytics expert, and someone who always, when you walk in the room with them, uh, you feel at ease. And Dr. Banu, I am so grateful for you being with us today. Thank you. One of the things that we always do uh, in starting off is simply ask a question, uh, could you tell us who you are? And so Dr. Banu, could you tell us who you are?
1: Hi, so I I am an internal medicine uh, physician uh, by background and I have uh, um, been fortunate to be exposed to uh, other domains of um, information systems. And so I serve as the uh, vice president of medical intelligence analytics team at Mercy And, um, you know, I've been really fortunate to have exposure to a few other domains like the electronic medical record system, which is our system of transaction and taking care of patients. You often place orders through EPIC, which is the electronic medical record system, exposure to that, exposure to how data flows in the back end and, um, and artificial intelligence and machine learning. I, you know I I, um, I, I joke and uh, talk about how um, when I first joined mercy it was complete uh, focus on clinical care and that's that's my primary trade uh, but uh, if I were to give that domain uh, a color um, you know a blue color for example uh, for years I was just a blue person and over over the years I was fortunate to uh, get exposed to another domain, uh, getting into medical informatics, uh, more so by accident, really, uh, but got into medical informatics, and, and if I were to give that domain another color, let's say it's red, mixing the blue and the red, I became purple in my head because now I started seeing older problems with newer perspectives that I did not have when I first started. And so that journey, my own personal journey in becoming um, cross domain in, in, in levels of experience and experience and expertise really made me understand the value of um, inculcating that within other team members. And so that's the primary reason we have the, the medical intelligence analytics team at Mercy. Uh, We have a relatively a small team, um, 10 plus people, but, um, Every individual in the team uh, builds cross domain experience and exposure in clinical, either clinical, epic um, data or machine learning skills. And that really helps us as a team take on high value business problems for Mercy. And, and our goal is to uh, transform uh, complexity in, into insights so that we can help people uh, with their lives and decisions, whether it's an executive, uh, whether it's patients choosing Mercy or physicians. Um, so that really helps us take on high value business problems and solve them with speed, um, context and some degree of flexibility. So been very fortunate, um, you know, um, to, to, to grow my skills in, the, in that area.
0: You know, one of the things that you always do is help us to see color and the data of our lives is really an opportunity to see colors. Uh, to see that as something beautiful. How, in the listeners who are trying to wrap their minds around their own data points, what would be ways that we could kind of enter into this uh, discovery, not with fear, but rather with light? So how would you guide us in the data discovery of our lives as patients, as human beings?
1: And that is a great question. You know, I think even in... in, um data and analytics uh it provides data provides an objective perspective or or color to a question that may arise in, in one's mind and honestly if if you just look at the data um one can be um one can have an incomplete answer right because the the question that you have in your mind um is far more enriched when it's when it's um, driven through data but collaboratively thought through with other individuals and many times i mean many business problems we've um, we, we are trying to reach a higher state of 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 that solution we start off with a certain problem and you want to try and Solve for it, and and the solution, you know, hopefully is better. And that takes many, many, many iterations, as we all know, to to get to that higher ground. And that doesn't happen just with data. It doesn't just happen with one person. It, it, it always is the, the power of unity, the power of of having collaboration, power of having multiple individuals build on the first question that can give rise to the next answer. But the speed with which that cycle moves, where your time to insight is shortened and shortened really helps us come to a higher state for all. And, and I think that, um, you know, um, adding adding uh, color to a quest and the data definitely helps, but it really is in uh, the combination of big data but um, thick data, as they call it, the data that's in our in our heads, the information that we have in our heads on uh, what we know about our local intelligence—the things that are not captured in data points in any database—but it's, it's uh, conversational uh, information that resides in somebody's mind that can really help piece together the puzzle and then help us solve for that problem. So, a combination of um, big data, but also thick data—data data that's in our people's minds and ideas that are in people's minds—bringing that together is is the um, is honestly the 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 excitement of solving uh, a problem and it's very very satisfying i think it's to um to add those flavors because you may start off thinking uh, of a certain problem in a certain perspective uh, but as as we try to crack it um you know opening up here's what we see but here's what else what else can you think about what else can you contribute from um from your own local intelligence perspective really adds flavor to to the overall um, situation and, and the way we even approach the problem, and oftentimes, you know, as we all know, it, it's coming up with the right questions uh, is far more valuable than and than thinking of uh, what's the right answer upfront. And um, we have had, uh, you know, so many uh, so many such uh, problems. One of one of the problems that we are most passionate about these days is, um, you know, how do we, how do we solve for the uh, administrative burden of clinical practice? Um, Today, unfortunately, as you all know, there's, there are um, studies out there that prove physicians spend um, twice as much with the administrative burden of practice as they do with compared to direct interaction with the patient. So if they're spending one hour face to face with the patient, another two hours goes into just, um, the administrative burdens related to practice for that, for, not just for that patient, but overall for that day's uh, workload. So uh, essentially uh, what that means is we are, um, we we have significant burnout in our clinical practice providers start that day really early. Um, you know, it's a, it's a busy day, but then you get barely get maybe 30 minutes in the evening for a quick dinner once you get the electronic medical record system just um, completing that charts from from home and that goes on some for some providers it goes up to midnight before the cycle starts all over again so it's, it, that is thats so one of the things that we're most passionate passionate about these days is to solve for that uh, imbalance and and bring back uh, the joy in practice by looking at ways we can eliminate um, additional steps and workflows that providers are going through, um, honestly, uh, quite unnecessarily, because they, we often know exactly what we want as, as, as providers. We're looking for certain pieces uh, and questions, uh, and if there, are, if there are more optimal ways to bring that forth to the physician as they're interacting with the patient, and then bringing together systems that allow them to execute on those qu- uh, orders, et cetera, um, that is definitely going to be the future. And so we're working on, on some solutions that could hopefully ease the administrative burden and bring back the joy in practice.
0: This element of joy, I imagine is what we all want. And trying to find how to get there is the pursuit. It's your life pursuit. I know it's something you and I worked on together. There's a lot of accidentals in our lives and our friend Sadhguru would talk about this. And how is it that we can not allow those things to impact us so much that we lose who we are inside? And we have COVID, we have stress, you know, these ways, but, but there's something very beautiful in the color of our life. And how do we as health leaders get people to see that rather than to see just only the accidentals that continue to happen every single day. And then that's why there's this movement of stress management. And as he would say, this makes no sense to him, why you would live a life just dealing with a stress management. It's, it's not a joy in practice at all. So what are some of your elemental ways uh, to be joyful? Because you are always a human being to me who is joyful.
1: Well, um, I, I, I thank you. I, um, you know, I'm not perfect by any means, but, um, uh, I, I think you're absolutely right. I think we, we do tend to get caught up in our, um, goals and trying to achieve different milestones and project deadlines, et cetera. And, you know, I think the, um, uh, eventual, uh, you know, persistent optimist that we always try to feel more than we can probably sometimes do. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I think I, to, to, your point, I think just experiencing life. And I think, um, we, we forget sometimes, uh, that to experience life and we forget sometimes that, that, um, you know, that we are all interconnected. Mm-hmm. And I think we forget that, um, there is unity and an interconnection in the souls that meet each other. So whether if it's a business call, whether if it's in person, you know, and COVID definitely a lot more things are virtual. But even in a virtual connection, there is there is a uh, you're working with another being, and and we we all sometimes we forget that uh, forget that interconnection. You know, when it's when it becomes more of an I versus them, I think that there's there's a um, a harder struggle, right? A harder struggle to truly experience life, uh, at its fullest. And sometimes that I, you know, um, I, I remind myself on that interconnection because knowing, knowing, um, you know, when, when that interconnection presence is felt and you are, um, are doing it with a common purpose, a common vision and a common, for a common good, um, a lot of good things come from it. It isn't, uh, it isn't as much at that point, um, what's in it for me. And I think uh, the more we do out of that spirit, or personally, what for me, when I've when the more I've given, the bigger uh, the joy or the experience of that uh, journey of solving for a certain problem. So it's it, it, the, the, the fun project, the fun things we've done. When I look back, I think it's always been, you know, when, when, it's, when it's done more um, selflessly uh, for just helping somebody, I think that's been more rewarding. Um, and, uh, that experience, um, that experience has always been longer lasting than, uh, trying to, um, achieve, uh, an end result. Uh, and even once you get an end result, it, it can sometimes leave you feeling empty if it was done solely for a personal goal, right? So, um, in my own, uh, experience, I think, um, I, you know, that's, that, that's what really helps me is just to think of, you know, how, how is this solving, um, a, a, a bigger purpose in the common good and not so much I'm not looking for the end result for uh, my own um, benefit, but really saying how does this serve um, that individual or that person or that our system as a whole And the more I think that way, I think the more um, satisfied and um, you know happy I feel at the end of that pursuit.
0: This aspect <laughs> of interconnectedness can happen in virtual, encounters and your ability to kind of watch that data piece would I imagine lead people to greater health rather than I'm just always trying to get something out of you. That that method doesn't really provide for a long haul of peace. And how have you, I mean, maybe this was something early in your childhood or just in growing through in the physician world, understood that that is really an ultimate kind of piece of life is how we are in our intentionality to be with each other because when we get into the other aspects we might lose sight of that
1: um, absolutely I, i've been i've been very fortunate throughout my um childhood to um you know i grew up i grew up in india i uh did my initial medical education in India and then did my uh, residency in the US. So I've been fortunate to see um you know grow up in a in a in a developing country. Uh, the the media of instruction was always English for me because the British shows left us with English. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they uh, but India you know is a is an incredibly rich country in terms of spirituality and culture and um very, very rich in, in, in those domains, and, and I've been very fortunate, been very fortunate to get exposed to um the, those spaces where where I've seen um, how much people have done with very little that they have, and and I've seen, uh, I think I've seen uh, the general sense of giving, and um, especially when when they didn't they don't have much when they give, you know the the really the selfless, uh, nature of, of, um, sharing, um, it offers a certain sense of like in, interconnectedness of, of the spirit that, that is, 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 hard to find if, if someone is in pursuit of something materialistic, it's hard to gain that, that experience, right? But if you, if someone is more, um, uh, and then not to say that, you know, people are 100%, uh, spiritual, et cetera, but it's, it's I guess I've, there are more experiences of uh, or situations where I've seen um, that sharing uh, and, and love and kindness, and, the, and I've seen this as well for sure. Uh, but I think there are there have been more uh, experiences of people just getting by with very little. Um, and that offers uh, that offers a different perspective into into sharing i think and and what is truly valuable versus not uh, and oftentimes it isn't something that's materialistic like right? you're really helping someone else through uh, a situation or a loss or or they' trying to solve a problem where it it isn't anything to do with being materialistic um, yeah so i i think I think I've just been fortunate from that perspective but but uh you know the 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 whole interconnectedness thing is is a uh, is an experiential journey, right? It's hard to um, it's hard for anybody to um, uh, theorize over it. I think it's, it's each person to their own uh, when it comes to this journey, and 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 uh, clearly a lot of people um, far more evolved than uh, than me for sure. Like like Subbu, who really emphasizes on on the, the experiences of life and uh, working on the inner um, well-being as opposed to uh, external well-being and not, you know, it's not a journey to chase external goals, but really a uh, pursuit of of, of um, repetitive um, cleansing of the soul, I guess is one way to put it. Um, I think that's the way I see it, like, the the refinement of the soul over over the multiple lessons that we learn as individuals right as, as we go about our days um you know I, I i sometimes i um um just like just like many many people you know I, we all have our troubles and and um challenges in at work or at uh, at, at, at home and i would say that uh, you know sometimes it's the same theme right we, we, we see the same theme, like you know how did I land up in the exact same position (laughs) feeling frustrated when it seems like this is the hundredth time this is occurring and and then I think you know why did that just happen you know it's more of I think it's purposeful in some ways like I feel like it's purposeful that um we 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 land up in those situations again and again because we haven't learned our lesson or I haven't learned my lesson in terms of like how to master dealing with that scenario or situation and, and again going back to like its inner its inner refinement right so uh, uh, uh for example um you know being in situations where which prompt um, you know irritation or anger um it, I, I mean this, can, this of course uh happens all over the place to be honest and so how does that how does that same situation happen again and again and i, I feel like it's, it's the, it's the, uh, the masters, I suppose, trying to teach me a lesson on, 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 on anger management or learning how to control my own, uh, emotions better uh, over time. And, um, and, uh, that's an example of just refinement of the soul. I think in the more I, more I gain better, uh, better experience or mastery over it, I think I move on to the next lesson, you know? And I think I, I sometimes think that, um, uh, uh, it, it, it's purposeful. Like these circumstances happen to us, the reason we meet people, the interconnectedness of, of meeting individuals in our lives is purposeful because uh, there's a bigger design out there. I think there's a bigger design of um, uh, why we meet certain individuals because they they help us, or uh, they help us really in in gaining refinement of this this experience of, of refining our souls because that's the only way. Um, yeah, either they they perhaps pose the the situation in front of you and teach you that lesson, or they're they're a friendly spirit who guides you through overcoming that challenge. Um, I I, I really think it's purposeful why we have all these uh, experiences, but eventually it's, it's, um, you know, if we were to just keep chasing uh, milestones, uh, I think we forget the very sense of being, right? I think we forget, um, certainly happens to me, and I know it probably happens to a lot of people, but you know we we, we sometimes may forget the 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 fact that just uh, taking a few um, deeper breaths uh, through the day can get get us be grounded in just being present here um, in in that moment as we can live our lives. Um, so yeah, there's um, this, um,
0: this inevitable. Moment. Moment. I mean how how much Banu you and I heard through meditation and the work of inner engineering it's this inevitable moment and that is a refinement of the soul to keep coming back into this moment with the people who give you the the strength and and the kindness the gentleness I mean So how one continues the data points to maybe take a look at how, how many times are they in this inevitable moment and how many times are they just completely somewhere else? That, that seems to be some of the refinement work I think we were trying to learn in this inner engineering place. It's, it, it it wasn't, it doesn't seem to be easy work. It's certainly not
1: easy, right? It's, It's such a, it's such a challenge to, um, and, I, and I think it, it's an evolution of, of some some people who, perhaps like some gurus, who attained uh, self-realization to that degree, can keep his balance uh, and and his uh, composure to be in that inevitable moment every single moment. But for uh, mere mortals like myself, uh, we we have a lot of work to do <laughs> for
0: sure. <laughs> Well, I, and I think you're right that humor and that, that's just how you and I have always looked at some of these things too, right? Because we know that that's gonna guide us in bringing us back to the center. Um, and, and how we set ourselves up for that time is important too. Uh, this notion of getting up early, uh, having, uh, I, I don't know the science of ghrelin, that he talks a lot about um, to get ready for that refinement. I think there is some things uh, that we could be understanding of. And are those aspects that you could just briefly give us some insight into? Because I think our listeners would really be open to that.
1: Yeah, you know, one thing that's opened my mind quite a bit um, in the recent past, I think the last year or so, since we've, the two of us have gotten deeper into engineering, is, is the importance of food. And the importance of what you eat, and as the famous saying goes, like, um, like you become what you eat, right? Like, you what what goes in you, and, and the and how that can, um, the food you eat, how, how it can significantly contribute to your mental well being, but also physical well being. And, and the more I read about, um, the foods that, um, you know, in Western medicine, we don't pay as much importance to. Uh, I mean, we do. We, there's a general um, guidance, right, on having a balanced diet and um, uh, you know certain fats not being good for you. And uh, but but the intricacies of the types of food and 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 how um, combinations of certain food things, uh, food that you eat, can can affect your health. Um, that is that's pretty eye-opening, and I think also um, um, when you eat, when you're eating, right? So I think the whole uh, idea of um, having a having a healthy balance of fasting through the day, but when you're eating, it's more um, uh, natural foods and not so much processed foods, and and the more um, you know, fruits and vegetables, of course, um, having a heavier con- contribution of fruits and vegetables in your you know, diet on a daily basis, um, with, um, with, a, with a good degree of, of, of exercise. You know, I, I think I, I personally haven't had, um, and I'm still haven't reached any degree of, um, expertise in that, but I, I think I'm paying more important to, uh, how I eat, what I eat, uh, when I eat, uh, um, certain types of foods and, and. Um, it, it, definitely, I can see there, you know, every year we have, um, well, I, 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 I observe a little bit of Lent during, before Easter and, and that's the period where I, you know, give up coffee, I, um, uh, give up, um, uh, meat, uh, and I give up alcohol for a few, maybe 50 days before Easter and the Great Lent. Uh, and there is a change, I can tell you, I think I, I there's definitely a change in my, um, mental and physical well-being during that, that period, it's initially very difficult to give up coffee. Um, but then uh, I think the, 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 the religious reason for me personally and why I give it up. But So I sort of go through that break in, in holding off on coffee, meat, and alcohol. But uh, within a week or so, I can, I can tell there's a difference in the way I am um, going about my day. Uh, The energy levels are better, Um, just thinking through, uh, I think I just think clearer. Uh, So I think there's definitely the the whole aspect of what we eat and and, um, when we eat
0: and how we eat,
1: I I think uh, plays a role in in general uh, well-being. Lots of studies out there in terms of autoimmune diseases can be how that that trajectory of autoimmune disease can be changed if you eat right. Uh, And as you know, in, in India, uh, there is a science, um, uh, the uh, a, a science of uh, Ayurveda, which is the science of life, and, and a lot of emphasis on uh, eating right, um, breathing right, and just living right, right sleeping right, leading to a, a much healthier person uh, who can contribute the most to uh, society, but more importantly, to his own refinement uh, and, and journey.
0: And Benu, Ayurvedic and all of these foods, I remember we sit down and the plate is colorful. And just like when my mom would cook us meals, she'd say, where's the color in this meal? And isn't it interesting that we started on color as you that described is. your life? And now here we are at the end and we're back at color. And what it is that would make something of a refinement of a soul seems to be how you're adding color to your plate. Uh, that simple method and then what gets removed so i i propose i'll i'll hit this fast too during Lent, and then you and i come back together and we'll we'll see how it went all right and see see what easter brings how about that
1: that's a great connection uh that's a beautiful way to connect those dots
0: there (laughs) all right that's what we'll do so as always it's it's great to be with you and and if people wanted to get a hold of you Dr. Banu, I'm sure people are going to listen to this and, and want to be able to reach out to you how could they find you
1: yeah you know I'm um, happy to give my um, um, my my email and my number um you can reach out if anybody wants to reach out I'm happy to share uh, whatever whatever I can and, and help in whatever way I can so I'm happy to do that
0: wonderful and as always uh it's good to be in this inevitable moment with you Binu. <laughs> of course not, right. take care friend time heals all wounds join us for our next episode of healing Stories.